Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Tuesday, November 1st. Yay, 1 November in the year 2022. And we're only, not counting today, seven days to the election day. So make sure you do vote. But if you're going to vote, this is what I'm going to recommend, that you make your first vote and pray your vote into the court of heaven. Because it's about time that we ask the kingdom and give space to kingdom business to be in our earthly space since it's so ridiculous right now. Well, I'll talk about some of that in a minute. Patriots, before we begin, make sure that you're taking good care of your home and protection of your home, but also in the food supply systems that you are stocking up on. We are heading into a time of food shortages. They're doing all they can to continue to cull the stocks of chicken and beef and pork. They're also doing a lot. We're looking at drought. And right now the food prices are deceptive because they are looking like they're declining when in fact what we're seeing is excess stock being dumped on the market. And by the time we get to spring, there are going to be increasing shortages. That's why we have Patriot Supply. If you head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, you'll get 20% off on a three-month supply system for which supplies all the meals you need, meals, snacks, drinks, for one person, three months supply, 20% off, plus free shipping. And so if you get one for every member of your family, that's the food supplies that'll last for 20 years on the shelf. That's literally peace of mind. That's one of the best investments you can get. And as we're trying to worry about where how to preserve our hard-earned capital, one of the best places to do it that is to put it into things that we know will endure and last in uncertain times. So head on over to Patriot Supply, which you do that by typing in preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, 20% off, free shipping, and all the packages will ship quickly, and they come in unmarked boxes. So in case you have that wigged out, woke, triggered delivery person, all they'll just say is, dude, this is a heavy box. You're like, yep, glad you're getting the exercise. Thanks for bringing it to me. Stack it on your shelf, be ready for what's to come, and you'll have a peace of mind like never before. Again, preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, 20% off and free shipping on a three-month food system. It's worth every bit of that for peace of mind. So, Patriots, as you may have heard, which is kind of odd, actually, but what it appears is that we are now reaching an aware and a level of awareness in the awakening that has some of those on the left beginning to be increasingly panicked. The Atlantic, and if you don't know that magazine, you should. It's the prestige magazine for the snobbish elite. Has come out with a proposed with a cover story, asking that we consider having a amnesty in a pandemic amnesty to declare a pandemic amnesty. And what they want to do and what they're proposing is that we need to forgive one another for what we did and said and and said when we were in the dark about COVID. So here's my right off the top. I'll forgive, I'll never forget, and I'm not forgiving to let them off of justice, period. Remember, forgiveness is mercy. We're turning it over to the court of heaven, but justice will be done in our time. And for every turd that was out here pushing this, those sorts of things, there still has to be accountability. And doctors, nurses, 
pharmacists, you're on the top of the list because you knew better and you continued to push the shot and it's totally unreasonable. So let me play for you this piece just before we go into prayer. Here we go. At least I think we're going. Stand by. So I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget what the government did and didn't do over the last number of years. I'm not going to forget what the police forces in countries all around the world did to their own citizens. The overreach and tyranny that they participated in because they were just following orders. I'm not going to forget any of that. I'm not going to forget children being ripped out of school, being taken away from their friends and shoved into online classes that were not helpful to them, that damaged them emotionally and psychologically, that they in some ways might never come back from. Kids are resilient, but I'm not sure how resilient. I'm not going to forget the fact that friends of mine, that loved ones of mine, lost their jobs and their businesses because they would not follow totalitarian, crazy regulations and crazy mandates that didn't change anything, that didn't help anything. I'm not going to forget the fact that because of government oversight, because governments are not tremendously good, oftentimes, at responding to emergencies, I didn't get to see my family for three years. I still haven't seen my family, and I'm not the only one. I'm not going to forget the fact that people couldn't see their loved ones as they were dying in hospital. They couldn't go to cemeteries, couldn't go to their funerals, couldn't say goodbye. I'm never going to forget any of that. Because if the last number of years has taught us anything, it's that government a lot of the time has no idea what they're doing. And they act without consequence, without repercussion. And you, you are the one who loses out. But they don't care. They don't care and they never will. So I'm not going to forget. And I hope that you weren't either. Nope, I won't forget. All right, Patriots, it's 11 minutes, 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we choose to come to you today humbled before you with our thoughts heavy on the situation that we've endured over the last two, almost three years. A situation that has been perpetuated intentionally to punish, to kill, to destroy. That's the hand of the devil. So, Father, as we work with one another and as we seek to love our neighbor and forgive, as we will, but we also pray for justice and accountability. This is a time of deep wounds that we, the people, your children, have to find a way through. But those that instrumented this crime on humanity, the doctors, the nurses, the pharmacists, the politicians, the lawyers, the journalists, which should be on the top of the list, those of influence that shamed condemned the pastors who spoke from the pulpit and lied in your name. All of these people must face accountability and we pray that they will in accountability to the people 
and accountability before you. Forgiveness, Father, is something we have to be reminded of. For forgiveness is mercy. And forgiveness is something now that we're going to have to confront to realize that as we move forward, we have to separate the person from the demonic that ruled and and ran them. That said, Father, in our heart of hearts, we also know that forgiveness ultimately requires one to bow before Jesus and to repent. And with that, forgiveness can be extended, but that we must continue to pray for these people and hold them accountable in the courts of heaven. This was done as an intentional act to sow hatred amongst your children. And sadly, some of these pains are going to be greater than many can overcome. When we confront another who was instrumental in injecting, for example, a child that ends up being permanently damaged or injecting an elderly person who ends up dying, please hear our hearts, Father, that these are not easy things to forgive. And through this, if we were, as we work through this, we're asking that you can lead us in such a way that we can lead those that committed these crimes to repentance and to ask for forgiveness before Jesus. With that, we can pray and join them in that process as we will. But lacking that, we end up with an unaccountable evil that continues to roam and persist in stealing and destroying. That's Satan's hand. Right now, we face boldly an evil that is has no limits and no bounds, an evil that literally drools and slathers at the idea of harming children. They take pleasure in it. And for that such of an evil, Father, there is no place in this world for that such, such a crime. It says so in Scripture that it's a millstone. And there's been a lot of that. And so, Father, we also pray for clarity on these steps. There is an over-eagerness to always try to give away the principles of justice and accountability in the name of forgiveness because too many people are taught and conditioned that there is peace at any cost. This is not about peace at any cost. And sadly, we've ended up with weak pulpits, weak congregations, weak people, weak people under you that would rather bow to tyranny at any cost than to stand boldly on the foundation of kingdom law and require accountability as we forgive and as we extend an unlimited love. But love does not mean that everything is washed away. Love means that there is truth, and truth demands that there is accountability. So, Father, for those that are so eager to cast it all aside and forget this, let them be reminded of what we went through 
because it's that same ridiculousness in thinking of why we arrived here in the first place. An eagerness to act so righteous that they forget that there's a time in this time that we live, we are accountable and must stand to evil as many have not done. So Father, pray that we can have this strength. Pray that we can continue to have this clarity. And as we embrace the forgiveness, let us also equally stand boldly on that line of justice and accountability under the banner of Jesus Christ. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, I am the first one to say, as you listen, if you have any doubts about that, listen to my show last night. That there are some very fundamental principles which we have to follow. But it begins with a simple thing in life. We have to repent and accept Christ in our heart. Because with that, we are, through repentance, we have to face accountability. And with repentance, we also have to face justice. That comes through kingdom. We equally have to forgive others as we are forgiven by Father. But this is where things get all messed up. Because there's so many people out here that hang on this idea of forgiveness. Because forgiveness doesn't... By doing forgiveness, they don't have to face their, quote, accuser and resolve the issue. They're able to hide behind the word forgiveness and not have to face the other person and speak truth. That's weakness. And I have absolutely no place for weakness in my life. I will forgive, but I will speak truth. And truth very often is very hard for other people to hear. In fact, people that want to be forgiven, often will tell you the truth that you're being mean. It's like, no, I'm not being mean. I'll forgive the doctor that injected the child that ended up resulting in the child's death. But I will speak truth to that doctor of what he did, and I will demand in the process of forgiveness and my prayers and into their face that they put themselves before Jesus accept what they've done, and repent for their sins. Otherwise, you're just dealing with another demonic force that stands there before you. So in this time when we're seeking forgiveness to bring peace, sin has consequences. And it's not a blank ticket. So if you're one of those that's out here going, yes, we must forgive, we must forgive and get past this, stop. Because that's the basis of this Twisted Atlantic article headline, is they're trying to manipulate the Christian heart, declare a pandemic amnesty, and then they go on to say in this headline, we need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID by Emily Oster. Here's the reason they're saying it, because they know how nasty they were. And they're asking others to do this because they know they haven't taken forgiveness themselves. We have been through this and we're well equipped to put ourselves before fathers, before father and ask for forgiveness for what we have done. We're equally and have continued to pray for them 
and to find their way to Jesus. And I'm, I will be the first to say that as difficult as it may be under, as they repent and place themselves before Christ, of course, forgiveness will be given. That doesn't mean I'm having them over for dinner and it doesn't mean I'm hanging out with them. And it doesn't mean I'm going to go up and give him a big shake of the hand and go, hey, thank you for injecting that child and screwing him up for life. But you see, if a person is truly going to repent, they have to be willing in their life to correct those actions. If To me, and maybe you find this to be a little harsh, but that's okay. Because <laughs> I'm okay with this way I live. If I do something egregious to somebody, I'll apologize, and I'll try to make amends as Father leads. I'm not going to run away from it. And so if a doctor has damaged children and elderly because their arrogance and stupidity of desiring not to explore what's really in this vax or their obedience to their job and their salary, they need to be facing the consequences of what they've done. I can understand that some people were in the blind, but it doesn't mean you didn't create a problem, and that means you have to help fix the problem. Maybe that means you have to start helping in the morgue to deal with the damage of the deaths that you've caused. Maybe that means you have to start going to the houses and the homes of people that have been damaged by this injection and tend to them and care for them and pray for them. But there's going to have to be some strong healing here. And we don't just brush this aside like it's no big deal. Humanity was deceived. And those that walk this path with Father, we have equally a large burden to carry because we have to now find it in our hearts to forgive and to extend love. But again, part of that is we don't get a blank check by being able to just walk away from Jesus. They must people who have been involved in this crime must repent. And they must put themselves before Christ and repent. And those that took the shot that have been so happy about taking the shot. I'm just gonna say this. Whether you took it in her happy or whether you took it in regret. You've done something egregious to your body temple. And regardless of what you've done to others, if that's another topic for another day, you have to put yourself before Father God and you're going to have to pray for repentance and pray for the blood of Christ to heal you and to forgive you for what you've done to your body temple, which you're basically just a tenant and leasing in. This is a big deal. This is going to be a very complex step and process here that we're going to have to come together on. There's many amazing things that have come out of COVID. There's been an amazing turn of eyes towards our Lord and Savior, Jesus. There's been amazing return to faith and understanding that we can't fight this alone. And it was going to take an amazing strength in those of us that have avoided all of that influence and deception, put our feet strongly with Father. Now we have to be the stewards and the guides and the example to lead those that have been foolishly misled or made foolish decisions and help them understand the process 
of what it's going to take now to return to a unity in the body of Christ. It begins on your knees. It begins in prayers and acceptance of Jesus in your heart. And it begins with a total honesty of accepting the truth of what you have done, proclaiming that before the cross, repenting, forgiving, walking in humility, and loving. It's a pretty easy equation, but it's hard to get there for many. So that's my little November 1st rant on this issue of blanket forgiveness. The answer is no. There's not a blanket forgiveness. Even though the, by the cross that we were given forgiveness for our sins, that does not expel accountability and justice. And accountability is the center to all of that. So, with that, Patriots, I hope you have a very wonderful November 1st. Go out in the sunshine. Enjoy it. Do something for your neighbor today. I really encourage that. Do something kind for your neighbor. Stop by and say hello. Bring over some cookies. Maybe pick a flower and give it to them. Do something exceptional in the name of love and the kingdom. Let's show our neighbors really what we're about. And let's lead this world back to a more amazing place, a place the Father will be proud of us all for enduring and helping reestablish. That should be our drive every day. He knows our heart. He knows how heavy this weighs on us. And he knows... And he knows what all is involved in for us to have to forgive and we'll get there. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit 
have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.